This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode 34. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you guys had an amazing week. Today is the second part in our two-part series on labeling. Last week, we looked at why we label others, how it impacts us and them, and how to stop doing it. So in that episode, we explored the origins of labeling and how it relates to our human brain, because that's where it all comes from. We learned that our instinct to label comes from the primitive part of our brain in the back near the brainstem, and that in ancient times, this ability to quote unquote, instantly categorize people or situations actually served a purpose. It helped our caveman ancestors recognize danger so they could make decisions to keep themselves safe. This tendency to instantly label, though, for modern man is counterproductive, especially when it comes to labeling others, because there's a certain category of things like dangerous situations that that happen today in today's world where this instant labeling is actually a good thing. Like, don't walk down the dark alley alone or get out of the abusive relationship or the toxic work environment or whatever. If it feels bad or toxic or dangerous or wrong, this is where sometimes the instant labeling is actually helpful. But when it comes to people, it doesn't serve us. And in fact, when we label others, it actually serves to keep us apart or distant from them because we're standing, basically standing in judgment of them. And instead of looking for opportunities to connect or maybe learn more about someone, we pull back. And, you know, for the person being labeled, it's even worse. Labels crush spirits. They hold people back and they isolate them from not only relationships, but from opportunity. So in today's modern world, we don't want to be the person who's instantly and unfairly labeling others. And yet, as we learned in the last episode, that tendency to label is instinctive. It comes from the part of our brain that's about self-preservation. That's that fight or flight part. So When your brain sees something that feels threatening or different or unwanted, it's going to jump into labeling or instantly categorizing things so that you can avoid danger. So you might be thinking, but if it's instinctive, how do we stop? Well, like everything else in life, we control this part of our brain by becoming aware of the fact that we're doing it. So everything starts with self-awareness. And then by deciding to not do that, by consciously taking steps that counteract that instinctive part of our brain. We talked a lot about that 
in the first part of this series, which is the last episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 33, you might want to go back and do that because there's a lot of self-exploratory questions and tips that we cover in there, how to fight the urge to label others, which I think is super helpful. So try to go back and give that one a listen if you haven't already. Now in today's episode, we're going to look at what happens when we get labeled. Never fun, as we all know, and there's two ways that that happens. First, sometimes we label ourselves. Some people call it self-judgment or self-bullying. So we're labeling ourselves. And second, we get labeled by others just like we label them. So everything we've talked about in the last episode also gets done to us, right? As you know, my business is about helping people understand that having the career and the life that you want comes from you. We create our success from the inside out. And this is not how we think it works. I know I didn't for a very long time. We think our success comes from finding that elusive combination of kind of ideal or perfect circumstances or people. I thought that for a very long time, but it's not true. The truth is, And the thing that took me so long to learn and why I'm so passionate about this business is that if we want to achieve our goals or have success working for others or for ourselves, it requires us to be strong from the inside out. Strength of character, strength of self-belief, it doesn't just happen. We decide to build it. And the reason this is important is that it really does take real awareness and I would say practiced effort to overcome our brain's primal instinct to be overly critical of ourselves and others, or to stay strong when we're around people or maybe in an environment that, for whatever reason, doesn't feel like it welcomes who we are. Sometimes that's true and sometimes it's just how we feel, but there are environments and we know we've probably all been in them that don't feel as aligned with who we are as others right? And when we get into that place, it's very easy to start labeling ourselves or looking at what's wrong or why don't we fit in or why aren't we good enough or whatever. Because when we're talking career, we have to acknowledge that it's going to involve people and people aren't perfect. We're going to encounter bullies. People are going to say rude things. Sometimes people are going to stab us in the back. Teachers or bosses might tell us we can't do something or are unfairly critical if we make a mistake. Internal politics and organizational power structures that, whether it's intentional or not, are sometimes meant to label others as a way of determining whether they'll be listened to or not. We all have experienced some version of this. So during those challenges, which we all do encounter, it takes real discipline to stay strong and self-empowered, to continue to believe or focus on the good things about us, despite the challenges that we know are always going to be there when it comes to our careers. So let's look deeper at our tendency to self-label, because I honestly think this one is the most challenging. Again, we've talked about the inner critic or the inner talk track a lot on this podcast. And, you know, one of the worst things about it is it's coming from inside the house. So those thoughts, 
you know, that we have that are really coming from that part of our brain that is used to believing unfortunate things about ourselves, it can really feel true because it's coming from in our own mind. So we think if it wasn't true, we wouldn't be thinking it. And that's actually not true. (laughs) The problem is that most of the time, the labels that we give ourselves are negative. Like I said, they come from the inner critic. And, you know, that negative talk track for most of us is always running, at least in certain instances or certain parts of our life. The tendency to self-label does start very early on in our life, in childhood. And for many of us, it continues and even grows throughout our lives as we try more things and fail at more things or encounter more people or experience more difficulties. It's very easy if we're prone to think those things or have a strong inner critic or negative talk track, that tendency can actually grow and become more and more kind of suffocating as we get older. And it happens through the combination of the things people say to us like the offhand remark or the calculated insult or my personal favorite, quote unquote, teasing, which a lot of times is just nastiness kind of masked behind friendly little jabs, right? Sometimes it's it's well-intended, but sometimes it's not. We all know that. Or it can happen through the experiences that we have, like not making the team or not doing well at a sport or in a field of study Maybe we have difficulties forming friendships. Maybe we're introvert or whatever. And we make all of those things mean something, usually negative, about ourselves. And that turns into self-judgment, which is really just another word for self-labeling. And here are some of the most common. See if any of these sound familiar. Loser. Lazy. Stupid. Crazy. Bad fat, ugly, nasty, terrible, weak, worthless. None of those feel good, right? Do you recognize any of those words that are ever running in a loop in your head about yourself? Or maybe you've got some other go-tos that you call yourself, names that you call yourself. Maybe not all the time, But for many of us, it comes up in certain situations or certain areas of our life. And when you step back and really take a hard look at those labels, many of us assign to ourselves, it's easy to see that if you think of yourself as a loser or bad or demanding, how that might actually cause you to feel not good or unworthy, or maybe like there's something wrong with you. And when you feel like you're unworthy or there's something wrong with you, What do you think you're going to do? Well, you're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to set big goals and run after them with self-belief and enthusiasm. You're going to shrink down. You're going to play small and you're probably going to hold yourself back. You're not even going to try at certain things. If some of those self-labels sounded familiar to you, could this be the reason that you're staying in that job that is going nowhere? Maybe that you haven't done anything new, or you haven't gotten ahead in years. Or maybe it's the reason you don't really pursue trying to lose weight. Or go after that career change you've been thinking of. Or is that the reason you're not enrolling in grad school, or not asking for the promotion, or that you didn't accept the speaking engagement? 
when we have a negative label that we assign to ourselves, and then we repeat that label over and over and over again in our mind, it becomes deeply ingrained. It becomes a thought pathway. And we discussed that, if you're interested, in episode 25. It's really interesting. And that's worth going back to take a listen to because in that episode, we talk about that it's the repeating of thoughts over and over and over again that actually form our beliefs. So in the case of self-labeling, it's calling ourselves a loser or stupid or bad or worthless over and over and over again that form the limiting self-beliefs that we have. But like I said earlier, labeling ourselves isn't the only way we get labeled. Sometimes we get labeled by others, parents, siblings, teachers, partners, bosses, friends, acquaintances, coworkers. These people all have the same instinctive need to instantly categorize others, just like we do. So they're fighting that same primitive part of their brain. And if they're in your world, they probably also label you. A lot of times this happens in families, and sometimes those labels are intended to be positive, like, oh, she's the smart one in the family, or the beautiful one. And sometimes they're not so positive, like, oh, she's the pushy one, or she's the one that never finishes anything, or she's the demanding one, or the overweight one, whatever. For example, even though society is expanding their views of women and what's quote unquote acceptable, there are still many, many places where if a woman is assertive or outspoken or champions her own ideas a little too passionately, she can risk being labeled aggressive or demanding or overpowering. Or my personal favorite, she takes all the air out of the room. I really do not like that phrase. This causes so many of us to play small. We stay silent. We try to fit into this smaller view of who others think we should be so that we can be quote unquote acceptable. And that's just one example that's based only on gender. There are so many other ways and so many other aspects of who we might be as a human that the opinions or judgments of others cause us to think about ourselves in a negative way. If we let it, we'll get more to that in a minute, but even if the label is intended to be positive, if the intent that the person had, you know, is intended to be positive, like you might be thinking, well, I think there's worse things than being labeled the smart one or the pretty one. The truth of the matter is that anytime we label others or ourselves, we're diminished because it narrows in on only one part of who we are, in the case of others, that person is instead of acknowledging all that we are. And as humans, we all have many facets to who we are. And I think if you're going to truly value someone, you have to see all of it. And that's really the problem with labels is they narrow and they limit and therefore they diminish. And this causes some people who make the mistake of believing these positive labels. So if you're labeled the smart one or the pretty one, what can happen is that we over index or overvalue that one part of ourself instead of trying to develop other areas. And that's, it's never a good idea. So what do we do to handle being labeled, whether we're the ones doing it to ourselves or whether it's others who are labeling us? Well, the simple truth is that we 
just have to decide to focus on and value all that we are. We get to decide who we believe that we are and what we're capable of. It isn't just others that get to decide that. It's really our choice. And that's kind of freeing. At least it was for me the first time I realized that. Because I I never really stopped to think of it before. But the first time I heard that, I thought about it and I thought, gosh, I never really thought about the fact that who I am and who I decide to be is something that I get to decide. It's not something that is up to other people and how they choose to see me. And the truth is, though, you don't have to believe things that others have said about you. They've called you dumb or not good enough or ugly or fat or whatever. You don't have to believe it. You can't stop others from assigning a label to you, but you can decide whether to let it impact you. And when it comes to self-labeling, you don't have to keep believing that just because you failed at something or have some less than perfect qualities, that it means that you're doomed or a loser or whatever else you've been thinking about yourself. The way you think about yourself is a habit. Did you know that? It's just habitual programmed patterns of thinking. And those are patterns that you can change if you want to. The negative labels that are running in your brain and the nasty things your inner critic says to you are not just truths about you. They're just thoughts that you thought once and you kept thinking over and over and over again. But I think the really amazing thing is that you don't have to keep dissing yourself. You can decide to think something different. You can shift that recurring pattern of thought by just deciding what you'd rather think about yourself and then practice that over time. By doing that, you're going to weaken the undesirable quote unquote neural pathway and you'll begin building and strengthening a new one, one that does serve you and leads you in the direction that you want to go. And by the way, deciding that you want to believe good things about yourself, it doesn't make you vain or selfish, or a narcissist, or whatever. It just means that you're choosing to really value who you are and to focus on the good things, the things that you appreciate about yourself. And did you know that the exact same thing works when others are labeling you, maybe even bullying you or berating you? When others are putting unfair labels on you, your point of power is in deciding not to listen. Some people think their point of power is in leaving. And I will, I just want to say leaving is in many times in instances like that is called for, but your true first point of power is in deciding not to listen because you don't want to believe it. You want to instead decide to choose what you want to believe about yourself and to place more emphasis and value on that than you do on what others think about you. You'll be amazed what happens, what positive changes come about in your relationships, your working environments when you make that shift. Now, that does not mean that bullies or unhappy people or negative people are going to magically change their ways. They usually they won't and they certainly won't until they decide to. So you can't do anything, you can't control them, you can't make them change. 
if they choose to bully or practice bullying behavior, then that's what they're going to do. But when you value what you think about you more than what others think about you, that's when you make the clear headed decision on whether you should stay at that job or in that relationship or around whoever those negative people are, where the labeling is coming from. But the first point of power is not in leaving. It is in deciding not to listen because it's from that clear space that you can make the best right decision for you. Trust me when I say this is life-changing. Imagine, you know, believing from a young age that your sibling is a smart one. And so where does that leave you? Are you the average one, the dumb one? What are you, right? You're always going to compare yourself to what everyone said was the smart one. And clearly that wasn't you because someone assigned that label to someone else. When you believe that, that series of decisions you make, the coasting, the not going after the dreams, because what's the point? When you decide to drop that label, everything in your life changes. There can be two smart ones in a family. There can be a whole family full of quote unquote pretty ones. You don't have to take the label of the overweight one or the not good at sports one or whatever. You can be and do and believe about yourself whatever you decide to believe. As always, so much of the real wisdom in this world comes from the simple things that were taught in childhood. Like, remember the playground? You know, maybe you got pushed down, you scraped your knee and you're crying and they were calling you whatever they were calling you, whatever names people did in grade school. And our parents told us the quote, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. It sounds trite when you think about it and maybe a little overused and certainly perhaps a little old fashioned in today's more graphic or profanity laced society, which... I refrain from on this podcast, but I'm as guilty of as the next person. But the truth is that the wisdom in that phrase is life-changing. Think about it just for a minute. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Whether the name calling is coming from your inner critic or the work colleague, you're the one that is calling the shots. You get to decide what you choose to believe. And you should always choose to believe that you are capable of doing absolutely anything. Until next time, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.